The Hand of Brass. Episode 15 Friendships and Fallouts. Celine looked on in wonder and disbelief as the door to the east opened in the Alvedian throne room, and there stood a man with a hand of brass. Her wonder waned, but she continued to stare in disbelief. He was a portly, bald elven man with a small, greasy mustache and a shiny brass gauntlet on his right hand. That's not Duncan. <laughs> Nonsense! Of course I am Duncan, the savior of Varenia, the thwarter of Malness, and all that is evil. First of all, Duncan is human. And second, you've got the brass hand on the wrong hand. Duncan lost his left hand and had it replaced with a dwarven prosthetic. That's clearly a brass gauntlet. And Duncan's mustache is full and attractive. Yes, and Duncan's mustache is... Oh, you think it's attractive? I think it's hot. Really? You overstep, Ambassador Lemaine. Your feeble attempts to discredit your former friend are in vain. Oh, yes. Your falling out with Duncan has reached my ears, and I will not have slender in my court. Duncan here arrived in our kingdom some months before your arrival and has been our sworn protector. We have catered to his every want and need in exchange for his protection from the coming wickedness that is Malness and the Alamandians. Your Highness, with all due respect- I will hear no more from you, Ambassador Lemain. Chancellor, it is a shame your daughter here turned out so. Adon's breath, I hope your other daughters aren't like this one. You're dismissed, Ambassador. Celine bit her lip. The insult she wished to sling at King Francis would lead to her being put in the stocks or even hanged. She merely bowed and left, with Natalia following behind. Celine and Natalia returned to the guest house. What I wouldn't give to strangle that king until his eyes bulged out of his head. And that wannabe Duncan, too. He's a charlatan if I've ever seen one. I'm surprised you didn't shower them in lightning. Celine couldn't agree more. Her blood boiled as she seethed with anger. She felt the sudden urge to march back in and take the whole castle by force. It worked for Cromwell. Why not her? She felt the flame markings on her hands begin to burn again. She inhaled sharply with fear. She mustn't lose control. She massaged her hands to soothe them. She knew nothing of these strange runes other than they burned into her flesh when she finished reading the scroll of Adon. She breathed slowly and deeply. She began pacing about. What do we do now, Selene? Berenia is going to need aid. Alvidia clearly won't send aid. Hatalis is basically new Alamendia, and Asilia hasn't responded to the peasant king's messenger. Unless you can whisk us away with some kind of magic, we won't make it in time to convince them in person. That's it. I know who we can turn to. What? Who? An army of soldiers may not be enough to stop Malness and the magics of the Frost Witch, but I know a group who, when gathered together, are stronger than any army. Are you suggesting... Yes. It's time to go back to school. It's time to enlist the Draconians. Duncan stood stunned, looking at this strange boy with shining golden skin. Where'd you go? Are you talking to me? Minus! Minus! The boy walked towards Duncan, and before he could react, the golden boy walked right through him as if he were air. Duncan quickly looked around at his surroundings, then at his crumpled brass hand. This is new. 
The boy then walked into the brush looking about, when suddenly, Boo! Duncan, yeah. startled, turned around to see another young boy, whose skin was made of shining platinum, had snuck up behind him and burst from a tree holding a snake that was covered in spines. Minus! What is that? Put that thing down! Aw, oh, damn it! I don't know how you see me, Alice. I was super hidden. Never mind that. You don't know what that thing is. It looks wicked and dangerous. It looks wicked, but not all things that look so are so. It mostly eats bugs and other pests. Did I really not scare you? As soon as you started moving again, I saw you coming a mile away. I have pretty keen senses. I get it from Mother. Don't let Father hear you say that. He'll have a fit. <sighs> I'm way too fast. He couldn't catch me if he tried. Oh, yeah? You may be as keen as Mom, but I'm fast just like Atenia. Oh, really? Well, let's put it to the test. Last one home has to clean everyone's tunics for a century! You're going to regret that bet. As Alice and Minus began to run, they suddenly vanished. Duncan stood dumbfounded. Huh. That was probably the most wholesome vision I've ever had in my life. Let's have more of those instead of the nightmare ones, huh? As Duncan began to catch up with Raven, he suddenly caught with a coughing fit, stopping him in his tracks. He felt like he was going to be violently ill. His heart was racing and he felt feverish, hunched over and breathless. Duncan spat on the ground. Oh, shit. You all right, Duncan? Yes, I'm fine. Let's carry on. Raven tried to look in his eyes as Duncan walked hastily past her, but he wouldn't meet her gaze. She looked back to where Duncan spat. Blood. Duncan and Raven made their way back to town and saw Elric sitting on a broken step, whittling something. When he saw them approach, Elric nodded to them and hastily pocketed the piece of wood. He brushed away some dust that was on his shoulder. We should get a move on. Acilia isn't too much farther. Day or three's worth of travel by my gathering. Anything we should know before going? Not really in the mood for surprises. Well, my information on Acilia is a bit dated, to say the least, but the Acilia I knew 30-some years ago was very religious, so mind your swears and prayers, as they say. But the people were hospitable when I visited before the Civil War, though we will have to be wary of troglodyte on the tunnel roads. There have been rumors that they've been increasing their numbers of late. The thought of the troglodyte made Duncan shiver. Their last encounter with them was hard enough, and that was when they had magical support. But Duncan pushed that thought aside. The last thing he wanted to do was think about Selene. You speak rather highly of us Cillians, despite being their enemy. Not every war is cut and dry. There are good Cillians just as there were bad Humerians. I still believe I fought on the right side of the war, but I can't condemn all those who fought against us. Many were not given a choice. Who am I to judge those I do not fully understand? <laughs> Desmond sat in the barracks. After sparring with the peasant king, his body ached. His highness was truly a natural with a war hammer. He strained as he took his dented breastplate off and stood up. Looking out a window, he saw the busy street. He had never been to the capital before. It was enormous, yet beautiful, far more intricate than the village he hailed from. Its high walls were masterfully crafted, truly a sight to behold. The people were busy making preparations to defend the city. Buildings were being boarded and fortified, while military outposts were being created. Citizens were arming themselves with whatever weapons they could find or make. In his heart, he deeply hoped these preparations were enough. Desmond. Oh, uh, yes? Sir Richard? Queen Diala and the peasant king seek an audience with you. With me? 
Right this way, please. Sir Richard led Desmond up the winding roads to the castle. The castle itself was an imposing, impregnable-looking fortress. Desmond was led through its gates and eventually into the main throne room. Announcing Desmond of Berenia! Desmond entered and bowed low. Peasant King and Queen Diala, you, you honor me again with your presence. It was truly a privilege to spar with you, my liege. Desmond, we have summoned you here once again to personally thank you for what you have done for us and our nation. Without you, we would not be able to protect ourselves from the coming threat. And most important of all, without you, my dear friend Brannock would not be here today. We, we wish! wish. Oh. oh! Oh, oh, no! No, you, no, you please! Uh, I was getting ahead of myself. You're much better at this ceremony. <laughs> Remember what happened when I knighted Brannock? Oh, yeah. Am I to be? Yes, Desmond. If you wish to be so. I am honored. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever imagine I would... This is... Adon's breath. Diala stood before the still kneeling Desmond and drew her sword. Raising it high, she then brought the cross guard to her heart before raising the blade again to the ceiling. Desmond, warrior of Berenia, I, Queen Diala, declare you no more a soldier, but henceforth to be a knight in our service. Under the watchful gaze of Adon, may he be witness to the strength that kneels before me. Rise, Sir Desmond of Berenia. Desmond could not hide his smile. He rose with his head high. Diala then gifted him with the sword she held. May you strike true and be of noble heart. I will serve your will and the nation proudly, your highness. You will serve even better as a leader. You have taken great initiatives in your short career. I am putting you in charge of your own troop. May they serve you well. I will not fail you, peasant king. Your soldiers await your orders. Queen Tatiana walked through the trees, an icy blue aura of frost emanating from her, freezing the surrounding brush with its haunting kiss. Her once graceful features were now cast in the shaded visage of undeath. Her skin was a dull gray with deep creases. Her once beautiful eyes were sunken and obsidian. Her hair was gone and her head was more akin to a skull. She stood atop the hill that overlooked a run of trees down to the coast. A great city stood tall and proud in the distance. Malnus, our time has come. Yes, my pet. Berenia falls on the morrow. Tatiana turned to gaze upon their army, marching ten thousand strong. Hey there, thanks for listening. If you really enjoyed what you heard, leave a rate and review, and keep up to date with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Hand of Brass. And if you want to support us further, check out our Patreon. You can get exclusive access to bonus footage, behind the scenes, interviews, and more. Thanks again for listening.